Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Can we um, just give Anna and Jake just another uh, round of applause for just, just putting it out there? Like, um, it's a hard thing to do to share just your journeys and your scars and the things that you've been through and I don't want to downplay like how deeply rich and encouraging that is for the rest of us you know it's it's like it's the difference between like theory and application you know um we can like know yeah God is a transforming God and he can do all sorts of things but to actually see two lives where that has happened is um next level yeah it really is. And I think, too, it's probably worth just saying in, in response to both those testimonies that Mother's Day isn't a straightforward day and that everybody has a different journey and different story with Mother's Day. Um, there are really difficult relationships with mothers, really difficult relationships with children. There are um, those who long to be biological mothers and aren't. There are lots of things uh, that can make Mother's Day hard. There can be mothers who have passed. There can be children who have passed. And I just want to acknowledge that Mother's Day is a complicated day. But I also want to acknowledge, too, that we worship and serve a God who is not phased by complications and is not phased by difficult journeys and with things not going how we would have planned them and hoped them to be. He is not phased by that, nor does he throw his hands up in the air and say, I don't know how to work in that situation. I'm out of ideas. He has never, ever once done that in the history of, um, of creation. He has never done that, never done that. I'm just going to share just a couple of quick thoughts just around um, mothers, if that's all right. I thought that would be a good idea considering it's Mother's Day. Um, So I'm going to pray and then I just want to share a couple of things before we close today. God, thank you for your incredible love for us, God. We thank you for the incredible testimonies we have heard this morning. We thank you for the beautiful children who sang and danced for us, Lord. We thank you for um, the worship team who practiced and performed beautiful songs to bless us. God, we um, are just very thankful to see you moving and to see your work amongst us, God. And I ask that that would continue as I speak. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to start off just by sharing a, um, a truth that I like to come back to a lot, and that is that all creation is a witness to the goodness of our God. See, when an artist paints something, uh, something of the artist is, is sort of transferred into the, into the artwork. Now, every masterpiece has a bit of the artist within it. Uh, and so to some degree, when you look at a work of art, you see the artist. Now, this is the way God does things with his creation. Creation is his artwork. Uh, as his masterpiece. And when we look at it, we can see aspects of our God in it. Now, um, this isn't just an idea I made up. I've got some Bible verses which speak to this. Psalm 19 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. 
Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. There's a verse that talks about the vastness of creation speaking to the glory of God. God's goodness is there for us all to plainly see in the world that he has created. Now the Apostle Paul said a similar thing uh, at the beginning of the book of Romans. You can find this in chapter 1 verse 20. He says this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse in other words if you want to know if God is real if you want to know what he's like look around at what he's made and it'll give you some big clues some big indications and so today on Mother's Day I want to ask the question well what does motherhood tell us about God because motherhood is his creation He made it up. You're all looking at me like this is a shock. Who do you think made it up? He made it up. He designed motherhood. And motherhood reflects him. There are aspects of God's character and love that are best revealed to us by motherhood. They are. By the creation of motherhood. God created motherhood. It's a holy office that he created that points to things about him that other bits of creation don't point to as well. Motherhood helps us know a little bit more what God is like. Now, there are many ways that this um, is shown. Now, one of the first things I think of when I think of how motherhood points to God and shows us a bit what God is like is the the comforting nature of mums. Now, when I was growing up, um, I loved my dad. I did. Dad was terrific. He was wonderful. He was a lot of fun and he was kind and wise. But if I was sick, I had eyes for only one person and it was not my dad. It was mum. Dad could try. He could try. He could try to sort of, you know, do all the things that mum did when I was sick, but it was just weird and not quite right. There's something about when you're sick, you know, you just want your mum. You just want your mum. When a little child falls over and grazes their knee, you know, dad's cool and everything, but mum, give me mum. No one hugs like mum. No one will uh, kiss you and make you feel better like mum. Mum's cooking, mum's cuddles. When you are feeling sad, distressed or hurt, uh, it's mum that you want and it's mum who can make it better. In the care and comfort of a mother, I feel that we see a bit of what the care and comfort of our God is like. Our God who can comfort even the most distressed soul, who can care for the most broken heart, whose touch is always just right and just what we need. He's not weird and awkward and like, I don't really know what you need now or I don't really know how to give a cuddle. Our God is an excellent comforter. In the book of Isaiah, John's, uh, God sends this message to his children in Israel. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Isaiah 63, 13. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. 
In the creation of mums, God gave us a picture to show us what his kindness and care is like. Now, on the other side, too, uh, no one is fiercely protective like a mum. It's true. It's true. Has anyone ever been to a netball court on a Saturday morning? Or enroll their kids in dance school? Mums are fiercely protective. Um, A little while ago, I went on safari in Kenya. That has nothing to do with anything I wanted to share. I just wanted to drop that because it's really cool. (laughs) No, it does. I'll share a story from there. And the first night we got to the, the game park, we rolled in in the jeep. And you can only stay till the sun sets, then you've got to get out because that's when the animals hunt and you can't interfere, which is annoying because that's when all the action is. And um, we rolled up and we went over this hill and we came across this family of lions. And there was like probably about a dozen lion cups all just wrestling around on the grass. It was seriously, it was like magic. Uh, But as we approached this family, the, the male lion was the first one we saw. And he was lying on his back with his paws in the air, just snoozing, uh, just confident in the fact that no one could put a finger on him. He's like literally king of the jungle. And then beyond him, there were the, the cubs. And right with the cubs were about three lionesses. And they must have been his wives because lions are polygamists. And, uh, and they were not lying on their backs, the lionesses, snoozing. They watched us the entire time. And um, literally, the hair on the back of their necks was up, and they um, had their shoulders up, and they watched us the entire time. Now, our um, guide knew a little bit about um, lions, and so he stopped the jeep at a respectful distance. And even though we wanted to go closer, he understood that if we went any closer, those lionesses would find a way to tear apart the jeep and devour us. No one is fiercely protective like a mother. In the book of Hosea and chapter 13, we have this verse, which incidentally, and you'll be surprised to hear when I read it, has never featured as a memory verse at kids' church. And it describes how God will respond to those who hurt his children. It says this, Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like a bear robbed of her cubs. God understands, and he created it this way, to point to this picture of himself. No one is more fiercely protective of their children like a mum is. Um, And in this fierce protection of a mum, we see the fierce protection of our God. A God who is fierce in his desire and in his ability to defend us from our enemies. There are many ways that motherhood points to the character and love of our God, both in the comfort and care that mothers provide and in the fierce protection that they provide as well. But if there's one thing that I want to leave you with, one aspect of motherhood that really points to what God is like, it's this. This is the main one I want to leave you with today. Sacrificial love. Because mums have perfected the art of loving when it hurts. And then she keeps going. I mean, let's just think about it for a little bit here. 
let's explore the course of childhood. So think about the way it starts. It starts with a fit, healthy, beautiful woman deciding to carry a parasite within her body that takes away all the nutrition and goodness, permanently altering her body body forevermore and having to be extracted in the most painful and humbling way you can possibly imagine. That's how it starts. If your mum did nothing more but carry you in her womb and give birth to you, she's already demonstrated self-sacrificial love uh, for you. And that's not to be flippant at all, but for some of you, that's all your mum has done. And in doing so, there is still a picture in your mum of that self-sacrificial love of God. But the story often doesn't stop there. There's no rest after birth. The parasite needs to eat. And so as a baby, you were the parasite. Um, You need to feed. And often uh, we turn to our mums whose bodies are battered and barely recovered and we expect to get fed from that same body. And mum will oblige as best she can. And then she spends the next few years of her life teaching you how to sleep. And she'll teach you how to gain control over your bodily functions and how to wander around the home environment safely. But then once you stop being a baby, there is no break for mum because then comes the preschool years and the school years with their challenging behaviours, big emotions, tantrums. We decide to give lying a go. We decide to see if we can get through life without having to share Then there are things like having trouble learning to read, having trouble speaking clearly, manners, all of which mum is there to guide you through. Then it's adolescence with its social challenges, awkwardness and more big emotions, even bigger than the ones you had when you were a toddler. Um, And then it's the young adult years with work, relationships and heartbreak. And through it all, mum is there, staying up late again, to ferry you to and from parties, to still cook your favourite meal when you're sad, and to still pay for your phone plan. (laughs) And at the end of this, what does mum get? Well, at the end of it, we leave her. (laughs) We move out. That life that mum has invested every last bit of herself into and then some gives her a quick peck on the cheek and runs out the door with their friends. Mum gives everything. She gives until it hurts. She gives sacrificially. It's this sacrificial love that is so exquisitely on display in motherhood that points to the amazing sacrificial love of our God. Our God, who like our mothers, gave of himself and gives of himself to give us life. Our God, who poured his very breath into you in order to give you life. Our God, who dreamed up water and air and families and work and holidays so that you could live a full and abundant life. Our God, who answers our often flippant and self-focused prayers. Our God who is there faithfully by our side when we hit rock bottom. Our God who never stops turning up for us. 
our God who's there in the oncology ward or in the hospice, our God who rejoices when we reach out to him, even if we've ignored him for years and years and years. Our God who paid the ultimate price for our own self-focused and wicked decisions. Our God who shed his own blood for our sin. Our God who triumphantly rose again, bearing the scars forevermore of a criminal's death, that he had to die on our behalf. Our God who knew that this would be his journey, that this would be the price that he would pay, who knew that it would cost him everything. Our God who knew all of that and still chose to conceive us anyway. That God, that is the God that we catch one of our clearest pictures of in the sacrificial love of a mother. 1 John 3.16 says this, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. Well, thank God for our mothers who remind us of this every day. I would like to pray for all of the mothers and women in the room. So if you're a woman, I'd like you to stand. And if you're not a woman, you can just stretch out your hand towards one. And we're going to pray a blessing. God, thank you for women. Thank you, God, for mothers, biological mothers, spiritual mothers, mentoring mothers. Thank you, God, for what you created in women and motherhood that so uniquely shows us what you are like. God, I thank you for the sacrificial love that is beautifully depicted by every woman here, Lord. And God, I want to speak a blessing. I want to speak a blessing on those who are mothers, that you would fill their hearts with joy and peace, that you would give them rest, that you would let them know how appreciated and beautiful they are. For those who are not biological mothers, I pray the same blessing. I pray the same blessing of joy and peace and rest and abundance of love in their hearts that they can continue to pour out into others, Lord. Would you bless every single woman here today, Lord, and help them to remember that as a woman, they represent you in a way no other part of creation can. That being a woman and being a mother is a divine office. It is the um, absolute crescendo of your creation. God, I pray that blessing over everyone here in Jesus' name. Why don't you all say amen? Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week. 